Hello, and welcome to BMS Diva, Season 2, Episode 3. I pray that I say something that will help some young single woman. I pray that I will say something that would a single woman will be delivered, or she will be able to say, I understand now why I went through what I went through or why I'm going through, because someone has been through what I'm going through, and I appreciate it. So be blessed, and always remember, God loves you, and so do I. Hello, welcome to BMS Diva Season 2. Thank you once again for all the women that's listening. Um, I pray that my journey, my story, my testimony is helping. I'm, I pray that what I went through and got through is helping. And like I said, in this here, season two is about um, a different type of abuse. It wasn't sexual abuse. I want to elaborate more on uh, what I talked about in um, episode two about the letter of rejection. Um, how I prepared for this here wedding uh, how I was so excited and got my fitted for my dress and measured and all of that. And um, I'm not saying that when he proposed, I went out and started getting the wedding stuff. No, I, I didn't do that right away. Um, I waited uh, a couple of months and um, I... Um, then I went and started everything, you know. <clears throat> yes, I wanted my kids to be involved in the wedding. Um, yes, of course, I wanted my um, girls to be uh, the flower girls and my son to be the ring boy. Yes, yes, I did. Um, yes, I was preparing and... I was so, so happy. My kids were so happy. Here it is that I have an opportunity to be in a safe relationship. How I had the opportunity to walk with my head up in the air and not worry and not be concerned about any type of abuse. Um, sometimes we look at abuse as just sexual, domestic abuse. This relationship, there was no sex involved. Um, we talked, we communicated, you know, we spent time with each other. Um, we did a lot. And once I got that letter, and I read that letter, and, the, and I wanted to um, go back into my old ways, old ways of um, getting high. Because, you know, once you're high, you don't think about nothing. You're just high. You know, whatever you're going through at the moment, 
what's going on in your life. You don't think about that. That once you are high, you're just enjoying that feeling and nothing else is mattering. Nothing else is, you know, I'm not going to say that. Um, I thought about that just that one time. No, I didn't because I knew my neighbors had it. And I tried many a days, you know, and I thank God that they never gave in. Um, they never gave in. They never said, okay, let's do this. If this is what you want to do, okay. They never did that. They always looked at me as, you're better than this. You're a strong woman. You'll get over this. It may take a little time, but you're going to get over this. Don't give up. Keep adjusting to the change. Let go of what happened if you can. That's what they would tell me. But anytime you want to talk to my girlfriend, you're more than welcome to talk to her. I, as a man, he would always say, I can't, I can't speak on how you're feeling because um, I've never abused my girlfriend. I, I've never been around a man that has abused. None of my friends have abused uh, their lady friends. So I can't help you in that area. I don't want to say, you know, I, I know you feel that. This is how he was talking to me. I know you feel that you hate him, but you're not hurting him. You're hurting you. And, you know, I would listen to that and I would say, yeah, I understand. But deep down inside, I didn't. I didn't understand. All I know is that I was hurting. And and I felt that, you know, if I got high every day, it would eventually go away. No, you'll be high for, you know. But once you come down to being high, that problem, that situation, that feeling is still there. You know, me and the uh, lady that um, I talked to, we talked a lot. And she did everything that she could to encourage me. You know, she would always come knock on my door and just say, I'm just checking on you. I'm sure you're okay. You're all right. And I said, yes. I didn't have enough of um, no, I almost said I didn't have enough of. I didn't want to go buy any liquor and put it in a refrigerator. And my kids say, Mom, what is this? Why you got this? So I didn't want to buy no liquor. And I didn't want to, you know, go somewhere and drink liquor and then, you know, sit outside or whatever and come back, you know, because I had a lot of nosy neighbors. So in that aspect, of buying liquor, drinking, I wouldn't do. No. But I thought about um, I thought about it. I thought about it. And I thought about it. But 
the best advice I can give a single woman that's, you know, going through what I've been through, uh, don't give in to temptation. Temptation will take you down a road that you will regret the rest of your life. Don't give in to it. I fought it. I fought it daily because I was miserable. I was mad. I was upset. I was bitter. I was angry. I was frustrated. How can this man saying he's a minister do this to me? That's what I kept saying to myself over and over and over. I wouldn't reach out to no one because here it is. I you know, was telling people I'm getting married. And then I got to say, well, I'm not going to get married. He didn't want me. He didn't love me enough. You know, he wrote me a letter, you know, started talking about him. What, what was that going to accomplish? Nothing. That wasn't going to accomplish nothing. Me downing him. That's what I always felt. Don't never down no one, regardless of how bad they treat you. Even though you feel you have the right and even though you're hurting, don't slip up and go down that there walkway. Of speaking evil, you know, to someone else about what you go. Don't, don't, don't go that route. Many days I wanted to go that route. Many days I wanted to. I sought to find a number, and I thank God I never got, found that number to call him and just tell him off. Well, who would that be hurting me? Not him, because he felt he was right to do what he did. And I felt he was wrong. You know, why say something deep down inside, you know, you really didn't want it. What was I, a game? What was I, um, a sample? See if I really want to do this. You know, that's kind of thoughts I was having. You know, like I said, I'm going to always be upright. I'm going to always be honest and brutal with my words. Because this is how my feelings were. And, you know, if you've been abused, if you're hurt, you're not going to be saying, oh, it's all right. I'm okay. No, I was bitter. I was mad. I was angry. Here I thought I got out of an abuse. And here I got into an abuse again, but different type of abuse, but it was abuse. Abuse of my trust, abuse of my love, abuse of my respect, my understanding, my feelings. Abuse is abuse. It hurts. It hurt. It hurt me to the point where I just didn't want to have anything to do with no man at all. I'm not saying, you know, my brother, my uncles, no. Any man that would involve a relationship with. I didn't want to have that. I didn't, I didn't care to have that. So I, I kept my feelings to myself. I kept wearing this outfit. It wasn't a it wasn't a nice outfit, but I wore it. It wasn't a pretty outfit, but I wore it. It wasn't an outfit that was light, it was heavy. Because the outfit contained hurt, bitterness, anger, frustration, stress. All the things you could think of was in this outfit. It was a heavy outfit to carry, but I carried it. Because I thought to myself, if I let this go, it's going to happen again. So I carried it. I didn't want to carry it. 
that hurt kept me carrying it. And I said, you know, I got to get past this every day. I would tell myself, you got to get past this. You got to let this go. And I kept telling myself, I talk to myself a lot. And there's nothing wrong with talking to yourself. I talked to myself a lot, told myself, let it go. Let the bitterness go, let the anger go, let it go. Survive this, climb up out of this, get out of this here hole you're in, get up, get up, rise up. I tried, I sure did. You know, I'm I'm not saying that I stayed around depressed and didn't do anything with my kids, no. They never knew how sad I was. I wouldn't allow them to see it or to know it. But I knew how sad I was. I knew how bitter I was. And my next door neighbor, they knew it. And they always checked on me. But they always made sure. They would come in my house and say, we're going to make sure you got no liquor, no drugs in here. You know, I respected that of them. I did. They helped me lift myself up just a little bit. Because they kept telling me, you got this. You may not see it right now. You may not understand it right now, but you got this. Just believe that you got this. Tell yourself you got this. Don't sit around and think about it. And they told me destroy that letter because I kept it. They knew I kept it. And, and the young lady said, I need that letter. I want to read it again. So I gave it to her. And she sat right in front of me and tore it up. <laughs> And told me, this is a help. Because as long as you kept this letter and kept reading this letter, it was putting more anger, bitterness, sadness. You you kept growing. It kept growing and growing. And so I destroyed this seed. I didn't make a copy of it. I just kept the original. But she destroyed the original. I didn't get upset with her. A part of me felt like a little, like I could breathe. <sighs> Took a deep breath. Because I wasn't going to see that part anymore. Because I looked at that there letter every day, asked myself, where did I go wrong? What did I do? Why me? Woe is me. And my neighbor friend knew that as long as I kept looking at that letter, reading that letter, I wasn't going to get up out of that depression. And she said, you got kids. You have three beautiful children. It's time to get up. I get up. Yes, I did. But I was still depressed, still sad. But when my kids were around, mm -mm, no way would I allow them to see, would I allow them to see me like that? 
I love my kids. I still do. Always will. They are the reason why I kept my sanity and said, no, I'm not going to do anything to hurt myself because I have these three beautiful children. It didn't do a thing to me. didn't hurt me at all. Had no part of this. And I'm not going to step out of this world for somebody else to raise them. Because they're not going to raise them like I'm going to raise them. And I don't want no one else to have control of my children. I didn't want no one else to raise my children. So my children, my love for my children kept me from taking my life. I wanted to. I sure did. But the more I looked at their faces, their smiles, and yeah, them getting in trouble, getting, you know, getting spanked, you know, getting punished, kept me. And I thank God for that. So I just wanted to get on here and explain more in detail about this here, you know, letter of rejection, because that's what it was. And how I felt. And the feeling didn't go away. It took a while. Just like it took a while with the first abuse, the sexual, the physical, when I was with this man that abused me, that took a while. So this took a little while. So there's more to this I'm going to be telling you about because I, like I said, I, I want to be honest and tell you everything. I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing. This is real talk. Thank you for listening. Like I always say, God loves you and so do I. Be blessed. Have a great day. And remember, bmsteve at gmail.com. You can email me. You want to be on my podcast. You want to be on my Zoom. Let me know. You want to have an interview. Let's do it. Have a blessed day. Thank you for taking time to listen. Thank you very much.